Hello, dear friends, and welcome to live conversation on Alatra TV UK channel. Nowadays, the Creative Society project is becoming more and more popular because the time of change has come. The time to change the format of our society from the consumers oriented to the creative one. And today, we are going to discuss how do we see society of a new creative format where human is a fundamental unit of society, where everyone could really live in happiness, prosperity, and where everyone will live in safety, stability, and security. My name is Alan, and my co-host for today is Alexei. He is going to introduce our lovely guest and tell you more about our project. Hello, dear viewers. The goal of the Creative Society project is to build a society free from the system of consumerist mindset, purely by peaceful means and in the shortest time possible. To find out more about the project, please visit alatraunites.com website. Currently, the Creative Society project is at the informational stage where participants of the project and everyone who cares about the future are doing their best to spread information about the Creative Society to every person in the world. Such live conversations are one of the ways to make everyone aware of a real opportunity, a real chance to make this world a better place for living. And it is my pleasure to introduce our esteemed guest in today's program, Nolene Maria Penn. Nolene is a serial and impact entrepreneur, consultant, philanthropist, and an economic empowerment champion. She has always been an entrepreneur at heart with her focus at making a meaningful difference in business and society. Now Nolene is an equity partner in a number of companies and founder of a few more. She is driven by a desire to have strategic and sustainable positive impact as far and wide as possible, both personally and professionally. Nolene's key focus is on economic empowerment for the greater good. Welcome to Alatra TV, dear Nolene. Thank you very much for accepting our invitation. Thank you so much, Alexi. It's um, an honor to be here and, um, and a privilege, so thank you. Thank you so much. Nolene, please, could you share with us what is your personal inspiration? What drives you in what you are doing? Um, people, <laughs> pretty much, which is why I feel so aligned with um, you know, the foundation of the Creative Society. Um, I'm moved and driven by wanting to make a difference um, for people everywhere. This started with uh, initially wanting to change things for my family, for my community, for my friends. And the more I saw of the world, the more I realized that there was so much more out there and so much more that needed to be done. Um, there was so much inequality. There was so much um, injustice. Uh, and it, it just didn't sit very comfortably because, you know, on the one hand, you have all of that. And on the other, you have such a high level of wealth and abundance and ability and opportunity. And um, it didn't make sense to me. So my, so everything that I do, even with business, um, always has an element of wanting to have a positive social impact. So wanting to change things for society in a more long-term way. So always looking at the strategic, you know, how do we really 
change things longer term, not just quick fixes? Um, how do we affect change at a very fundamental and structural level? Um, but that's it. Thank you so much for sharing this, Nolene. It's uh, such a wonderful experience of yours. Some side, as you said, is just uh, living abundance, and another side of it is just uh, absolutely injustice in the quality life is um yes it's uh, a really enriching experience the same way it's made you who you are right now and it's fantastic Absolutely. thank you so much yes and now we would like to show our viewers a short video it's a history about how create start the project is start so could please our it team to put this video now this creative society project was born by the initiative of the people themselves after we carried out many social surveys, interviews, conferences, and well, we talked to many people really all over the world. These eight foundations of the Creative Society is the result of the desire, the demand of the people themselves, because they talk about it. They tell us how they want to live, where, in what world, in what kind of society they want to live, what values are the most important for them. And after analyzing everything, we understand that, yes, there are these eight foundations that now we can share with everybody. It is a complex of values of each person in this world. Thank you. Yes, and as we know today, so many people around the whole world are saying that to, leave, to really create some beautiful and comfortable condition for every single person who lives in, in our world. So we need to change the format of our society from the consumerist based to the creative one. And this why is my next question to you, Noreen. How do you envision the society where you, your loved one and everyone, you live in happiness, prosperity and feel safe? Um, for me, it's about creating a solid foundation that everyone can participate in equally. And I think until we have that, um, it is very difficult to have a situation where some are not poor, some are um, not, you know, some are, sa are not safe um, and, you know, others are not going hungry. I think you have to not just say that there is equality, there actually has to be equality. And equality is just not about access to opportunity. Um, equality is about allowing for everyone to be in a situation where they can actually participate. Um, and currently that is not the case. And I think you know, one, one of the, the big reasons that I focus so heavily on economic empowerment is because money does drive things and money can be a force for good. You know, you, if you allow for one family or one person within a family to be in a situation where they are economically empowered to provide for their family, they have enough of a foundation 
to be able to fully participate in society. Um, I think there are some misconceptions around economic empowerment and uh, you know, wanting money for the sake of wanting money. And economic empowerment doesn't always have to lead to consumerism. I think consumerism comes from um, a lack of priority, you know, or, or a not really a lack of priority, a different focus, you know, different sets of priorities. And once we decide that actually the priority is people, and that is where we want to shift things fundamentally, that is where we want um, you know, this is this is how we want our economy to grow. We want a new economy, one which grows with people at the heart of it, uh, not just an individual person or a business or an industry, but actually the people, you know, the people of the planet are at the heart of this new economy and everyone is economically empowered. Um, that is how we get to a point where no one is in such a great amount of want or so focused on getting more that they harm others and that there is injustice or there is inequality. I think that, um, and the other is empathy. You know, people actually learning to relate to each other, um, to gain an, a sense of understanding to the point where they do not see the differences or you know, the differences that are there are not differences that divide, but rather differences that are acknowledged and accepted. Um, and I think this needs to start uh, not just with us, but it needs to be things that we teach our children and you know, allow for our children to grow up in a society where they see the value in others. Mm -hmm. And there is more value placed on human life, not just, you know, our individual lives, but collectively. Yes, thank you so much, because you're right, the core of, for example, great society is a human life. And uh, consumerism, as you said, not coming just from money, it also comes just from relationship between people as well. That's why you write about we need focus on the human and uh, not on other things around it. So thank you so much for your vision. Nalin, um, you know, now a lot of people, uh, mainly old people, <laughs> they are waiting for somebody to make changes for the better. And, uh, and mainly they uh, wait for the governments to make changes for them. Uh, what do you think? Who should start changes for the better in the world? I think um, change starts with each of us and it is about collective, collaborative action as well. Um, if every person uh, affects change in some small way and does one small amount of good collectively, it has, you know, it, it is quite powerful. But I think when each person is doing that without any type of common purpose or coordination or um, a lack of strategy, sometimes you can end up with a, a great deal of effort, which could have actually made even more of an impact if 
it was in a more collective coordinated way. I don't think that the onus is just on the individual or just on governments or just on private corporations or just on nonprofits. I do think that we have to be in agreement collectively as to what it is that we're working toward mm -hmm. and that we need to come together in more strategic ways to enable this. Um, I think there's, you know, there are so many incredible networks out there who are already bringing people together for common purpose. And if there are more, if there is more collaborative and strategic action between these networks, the amount that we can do can be amplified exponentially. Um, and if we bring into the fold, you know, government agendas and get governments and get private corporations and investment to see how, you know, the greater good is not just good for people. It is also good for business, you know, and, and it is good for society and it is good for infrastructure within countries um, and, and get them to see what, you know, that the, the greater purpose is also aligned with their vision even though they may not see it initially. <laughs> um, so, so I think that change lies with each of us individually, but wherever we have the ability to, we should try to work with others to effect greater change. Um, because together, I believe we can do more. Thank you so much. You're right. United by the same goal, we can achieve so much more. And because we all depend on each other in one way or another, so we have to function together and create this world we all deserve to live in. And I'd like to ask you the question because we speak now about not just business, but actually governments as well. And what every single person can do already today to make something good for the society. And as you mentioned that a lot of uh, organizations are already working today to achieve something greater good. So what, what is the role of mass media in building the great society? Do you think mass media can help us to bring through this um, message, this uh, idea, and what it can do actually for all of us? How can it help for building um, Absolutely. I think that mass media can. Um, if I could take a step back from that as well mm -hmm. and say that, you know, as much as it can do good, it can also do harm because we, we have to accept that we live in a certain world right now and there are certain realities in the world like agendas with the media, um, like fake news, uh, like you know, social media being used as a divisive instrument. Um, so as much as most things can be a very positive resource that can further our cause in the same way as money, um, in the same way as collective human action, those things can also be used in a very negative and destructive way. So I think mass media can absolutely benefit um, the movement toward greater good, a more uh, peaceful, joyous and prosperous society. Um, but it's only if their agenda is aligned with ours. 
I think it's an incredible resource, but there are so many incredible resources out there. It is just about how do we actually get those resources on the same page, as you say, you know, how do we get them working with us rather than against us? Um, because with mass media, you know, enough of the right messages, enough of the messages which move people, which get people to see how the world could be and where value could be placed, um, the more change there could be. But that is something which would need to come with a very different agenda. And currently, as the world stands, um, that isn't the agenda of mass media. Yes, so. because transparency and openness of information for all. And uh, this is why the journalists and uh, mass media is also humans and they also need to understand whatever they do right now, it's need to, they also need to take responsibility for information. They, exactly. Yeah, they pass it through to our viewers, for everybody, because that way they can, as I said, start something amazing and good and help everyone who absolutely disrupt everything. So it's basically the choice, collective choice, what we're going to do with our life and our society and everything around us. So thank you. Absolutely. Very yeah, I agree completely on what you told. And uh, also, I'd just like to mention that um, nowadays, every single person um, in some kind is a, is a media, yeah? And that's why it is so important uh, for all influencers and for all leaders uh, to, uh, to make positive impact uh, in what they are doing. Yeah, and uh, also I'd like to uh, say that very often in a world, uh, education becomes a ticket to a better, uh, to, to a better living for, for, some, for some people. And um, could you please share with us your vision of, you know, education system or education conditions uh, which you would like to see uh, around you? Uh, sure. What conditions, what conditions should be created so that you know, everyone, every person can develop their best qualities and uh, talents? Yeah. So I think, you know, it, it goes back again to leveling the playing field and allowing for everyone to be in the context where they can participate. Um, it's not just about provision of education. It's about uh, people being able to access education. So, for example, uh, providing a school in a rural area in Africa and paying for teachers and providing all of the school books and everything that a, a child would need doesn't necessarily mean that a child is going to be educated. Sometimes children or their families are so impoverished that the child has to work and cannot go to school. So you almost have to take a step back and create, you know, you have to think, okay, well, it's also about society being in a position where every child has the freedom and the ability to be able to go to school and focus on learning um, and that ability to learn. And then when you look at learning, it's okay, what is being taught? You know, what is truly valuable education? And it's not about just learning, it's what is education 
And what does that look like for a better society? And is that what we are teaching our children? You know, are we teaching our children human values? Um, or are we teaching them just about systems and processes and you know, how you could make money and how you should feel bad if you don't? Um, and those sorts of things. So I think there needs to be a shift in so many different ways and, and we need to start somewhere. And it's about allowing for access, it's allowing for people to participate, it's allowing for education to be at a level where it is teaching, is teaching human values again. You know, it is teaching about life and about community and about relating to each other and about how we how we connect with each other to solve problems to make society better to make communities better to solve problems in the world um, and you know for me that's where I would like to see it go <laughs> it sounds beautiful yes so this main human values we should uh, teach them our children. And you write about accessibility of high quality education, because right now, unfortunately, it's a sad statistics, isn't it? When it's, um, some countries doesn't have access for education or healthcare system or anywhere else and economic and businesses, I'm sure can like a big part to play on it. Because how can we basically using our resources? What can we put them on? And uh, it's uh, just about, as you said before, work smarter, not harder. And I really like this because we should really understand how we're using our resources of humanity, what where money is come from and where is a goal and what we're doing with them. And how can we all together unite the same goal to achieve that, that beautiful quality life for everybody? What can we do? How we can use and what these resources and what we can what the first in line to fix. And let's say that uh, because you're economic background, I'd like to ask you that as well. How do you see the ideal world economic system in the world, you know, what ideal version of it will be? And um, such a system, like in a world completely you have to live. What, this, um, what goals and main values should serve this economic? Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is sort of very related to something which is, which I feel is a good thing that is happening now in the world. There's a shift. And even though a lot of it at the moment is more focused on climate change, mm -hmm. um, there is also a greater discussion around sustainability and around looking at some of the sustainable development goals and impact on communities and people. And, and a, a really important um, point that has come out of that is that people recognize that finances are actually allow for the ability for us to move towards certain goals or achieving certain goals faster. And because we've, and this is the sort of positive side of it being a consumerist society. <laughs> uh, and I say that because, because it's such a society, you can actually use that as a stick, essentially. So if you threaten people with what they, you know, to take away what they hold most dear, 
then they will start to affect change. So for example, businesses who at their core values don't include aspects of uh, social and socioeconomic empowerment and look after the environment and those sorts of things have less of a chance of gaining capital, of gaining loans, of being able to participate in specific things. Um, those have, who have more of a focus on community, uh, who have more of a focus on doing good, uh, are actually rewarded because they are seen as beneficial to society. And so lending um, is more open to them. And you actually change the financial instruments so that it benefits the companies and the societies and the people who are actually, who can demonstrate mm -hmm. that they are working towards the betterment of society. Um, whereas, you know, for a long time, it has been just about people saying that they do certain things or companies saying that they do certain things and engaging in certain reporting. Now it should be about measuring impact and what is actually being done for example, to really change the infrastructure in a community so that it allows access for everyone, rather than just saying, okay, we built a school, you know, which it doesn't make a difference if the kids can't get to the school. So, um, so I think in terms of the economics, you know, moving toward a new economy where we change what is rewarded you know, we change what is considered risky business. We change what is valued and what is considered to be a good investment. Um, and, you know, at the core of it, we move away from only looking at data around finances to make financial decisions, but look at data that considers financial impact on humanity in making financial decisions. Thank you so much. Yes, and uh, you're right. It's um, economic does play a vital role in our society. And we need to think about new ways, how we can do and what we can do actually to make life of every single person is uh, comfortable and happy to live in. Because we all just have same values, isn't it? We all want to live in a happy and safe world. And uh, this is why it's uh, very important to actually today all businesses and uh, world economics leaders to think about not profit so much, but how to make the life of all of us better and actually make something better for next generations as well. They're doing already a great job, but we need to think about our resources and how we use them and just understand what is best for whole human society. It's all about humanizing the human society, not this project of create society about that as well. So I'd like to say a little bit more about Creative Society project. Creative Society is a society where human is a center, and where everything is direct to human, for his needs, his life, and his safety. Now, basically, nowadays, every, like more and more people understand that Creative Society depends on every single person. And I'd like to say a little bit more about these eight foundations and stages of building the Creative Society. So after conducting the interviews with people all over the world, stages and foundations for building the Creative Society was formed. And they present as an article on our official website, 
alachayunice.com. So please visit our website and find this article for yourself and read those eight foundations and three stages of building the creative society. And uh, we know that you are familiar with those eight foundations and stages. Uh, I mean, yes, this is our website and anybody would like to welcome to visit it and uh, see for yourself and find out this uh, what the world you would like to live. How can we approach it? What we can do about this? And what we can actually do today to make the life of every single person is uh, more better and more improved for everyone. So yes, and Nolene, we know that, um, yes, you know this eight foundations and could you please share with us your opinion? How can we implement them? And do they resonate with your worldview? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, ways in which we can implement um, Firstly, and we've talked about this already, it starts with education. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to be talking to as many people as possible and, uh, you know, allowing for people to get into the mindset where they can consider something which is outside of just their own experience. Um, it's quite difficult, particularly now. Everyone has become so individual focused mm -hmm. um you know the last year and the pandemic hasn't helped because people have been you know, completely isolated from society um and in addition to that you've had so much going on with politics around the world which has divided people even more so i think you know the first thing needs to be that we need to start the conversation as you, you know, all of you have been doing. We need to continue the conversation. We need to be educating people about what is possible. We need to be looking at more collaborative action. So working in partnership with organizations that share our view. And for me, it is about, you know, taking action and action is, um, it's not an aggressive term. Uh, it is it is more a term of movement. You know, we need to be moving towards specific goals and we need to be moving towards specific outcomes. And I think, you know, the, the creative ideology of us working together and being able to create something together, we need to look at how we strategically harness that. You know, how do we bring together everyone who is a part of this movement, irrespective of whether they belong to this society or another society, how do we actually start to harness the power that all of these individuals who share the vision have? You know, how do we start looking at how we collectively do more? And I think that's pretty important. You know, people are the greatest resource that we could ever ask for. And where we have that shared vision and a passion to want to see something better happening and want to see something positive happening, and especially where everyone is driven by the desire to do this in a peaceful way, it can be incredible things that come of this. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people have a view of self-governing societies and think that it will unravel into chaos and people are too stupid to make their own decisions and they don't know enough about enough to make their own decisions or to govern society. 
And I think if we have, you know, every foundation builds on the other foundation and where we start to place value in people, we start to allow for people to feel safe, to have access to key information that really makes a difference in their lives, where we allow for them to develop themselves and, you know, go forth and support the development of others, um, then we end up with a more just and equal society. And we end up with a society where everyone holds the core values at the heart of everything that they do and self-governing becomes easy. So I think it's a process and I think it starts with each of us, but I do think that it requires uh, collective and amplified action. The great thing about all this is that so many people have already started the process worldwide. And yeah, now the change, the change becomes visible. Uh, and um, I'd like to say that um, Apart from uh, conducting such live conversations, uh, participants of uh, the project of the Creative Society project uh, also uh, conduct worldwide conferences. Um, and they're just trying to uh, gather as much people as possible in order to find out their opinions and to share information about the Creative Society project um, and to find out uh, about the way um, out from this dead-end situation we currently have. Uh, one of such conferences was held on the 20th of December 2020, uh, and uh, it was called uh, Creative Society United We Can. Uh, I, would, I would ask our technical support to show us a short video from the conference. Aliens came to Earth. At first they flew around it, saw everything and then decided to talk to the people on Earth. They asked, why do you have so much garbage and garbage cans? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to build waste processing plants. But why do you have so many hungry and homeless people? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to feed them and build houses for them. But why are you constantly at war with each other? This is because we don't have enough money and we're trying to take it away from others. The aliens scratched their heads and said, We fly around galaxies, have explored many worlds and planets, but have never met such a rare and, as it turns out, such a very necessary resource as money. Could you show us what it looks like and show where you get it in space? Then we will try to get it, bring you more of this money and help you establish harmony on your planet. We don't fly anywhere to get money, the Earthlings answer. We print it ourselves. Yourselves? said the aliens. Yes. After this answer, Earthlings were deleted from the list of intelligent beings. Yeah, Nolin, this is quite close to, to, your, to your area, yeah? <laughs> to your area of interest. What would you say about this? Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> it's, it, um, it touches on so many points, and uh, I, I know it does it in a very lighthearted way, but it's actually, you know, very, very 
fundamental part of what the problem is. Um, you know, yes, we have money and we printed ourselves and there is an abundance of it as you know, I talked about before. Um, but why is it that there are still poor and there are still hungry and there are still some without? Um, and, and I do think that, you know, it's, it's not about saying, okay, everyone who's wealthy, go out and, you know, share, share what you have among the rest of the world and that sort of thing. I think it's a longer term solution and it's a solution where, we value different things. And I think that that video highlights that so nicely um, by showing the types of things that we should be valuing. You know, uh, what is it that we should be placing value collectively and what should we be allowing for and what should we be spending on? Um, and yeah, so, so I, I love that video. <laughs> Great. I mean, the sooner the sooner we um, unite together in one in one single goal, uh, which is acceptable uh, to everyone, uh, the sooner we will build a better world for ourselves. And that's why my question is: What do you think uh, are best ways for informing people about such brilliant opportunity, such brilliant chance to unite in one single goal to make this world better? So sorry. What do I think is the best way, or the best, the best way to, to inform to inform people? Mm -hmm. I think I really think that the best ways are it's pretty much doing what you guys are doing now, um, but also working collaboratively with existing networks and and basically gaining access to people who are have the right kind of openness and mindset and the ability to influence as a way in. And that allows for things to start shifting because when you have people within a network who start to share certain ideologies, it is more easily accepted. As much as we'd like, you know, as much as we know um, how we feel about specific things and how much we believe in it and how passionate we are. We also have to acknowledge what, you know, the current situation is and what group psychology is like and, and how people operate. And the easiest way to be able to gain access into the mindset of people is through people who are already within their network. And so, you know, I think it's great if we continue to build and we grow the movement with people who already think and feel the same as we do, because that allows for us to take you know, collective action more quickly. But at the same time, we need to be sort of like penetrating the networks and the groups of people who don't, because you know that's where a lot of the change needs to come from. And the way that we can do that is by trying to identify people who are key stakeholders, who might be a little bit more open, who have the ability to access people or have the ability to influence um, so that we basically get them on side. Um, and, 
it's this isn't meant to sound devious or manipulative or anything like that it is just you know if we if we want to truly affect change and be able to get out there and have that meaningful impact um then it is also about getting to the the hard to reach places and you know this is one of the ways of doing that very good points thank you very much yeah actually our goal is to reach everyone and that's why we're trying to talk to every person uh, there is a there is an opportunity to talk to uh, because in the end the only opportunity the only chance to build uh, uh, the creative society is if we do this all together so uh, thank you thank you we will go on doing our best trying yes and you've been doing such an amazing job and um um, I, I'm really excited about what's yet to come. Thank you very much. Yes, united we can. We can together, united by same goal, because everybody understands nowadays that time is really has come. It's uh, so many issues in the world, and we need to change everything, our behavior, our mindset, and everything, how we, what values we put in, as you said today, which kind of this cartoon was illustrated what we're doing and what we're doing wrong and how we need to actually fix everything. So thank you so much for all your answers and for your opinions and advices as well. So Noreen, we have a tradition on our channel and we ask our guests to nominate someone to invite basically for our next uh, live broadcast. Could you please tell us the name of this person who you would like to invite for our next live broadcast? Sure. Um, I have a few people in mind so I can send across some details. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you again for your answers. And I'd like to remind our viewers to join the Create Society project. Please visit allatreunites.com and our official website where you can see the red join button, join us. So please um, join us and choose your language. And all you need to do is just to fill a very short and easy form. And the volunteers of Alachra International Public Movement will contact you. So please, if anybody wants just, or anyone will join us, just uh, sharing the experience or the expertise or just uh, have idea, how can we do, how can we build this beautiful world for all of us? And uh, or just participate as a host or co-host in our program, so as a technical support, please visit our website and please join us because together we can do it. We can do so much more because we all depend on each other. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, dear viewers. And the Creative Society project has inspired millions of people all over the world. And this number is growing every day because Creative Society is what we all want, regardless of our nationality, language, age, gender, religion, or anything else. We all want a better world for ourselves, for our families, for our colleagues, for all people around us. And by joining our efforts, by each and every of us participating in any way he or she can, we can build the creative society so much faster. Thank you very much, dear Yuris, for being with us today. And thank you so much, Nalin, for joining our program and for today's enriching and inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Would you much. like to wish anything to, to our viewers? Um, I wish you all peace and happiness. And I, I really hope that we can come together and do more. 
Thank you very much. And we wish you all the best at your work and in your path as well. And we're looking for collaboration as well. And you are most welcome to join us as a co-host for next live broadcasts because it will be just interesting to have you as well in this um, other side, let's say, of this all. And thank you so much for all your answers, for your opinions. And uh, it was really inspiring and enriching conversation today. And uh, thank you so much. I thank you, Alexis, so much. I thank you, our technical thank support. You. And thank you, dear viewers, for being with us today. So let's build the world. We're all proud of all that. Let's do it together. United, we can. So bye for now. Thank you. Unprecedented event of present history. Initiative that comes from people around the world. Main project of humanity. People stopped being silent about urgent issues of our society. How it all started. May 2019, International Online Conference, Society, The Last Chance. 140 countries of the world, hundreds of thousands of people online, hundreds of broadcast platforms, translated into seven languages simultaneously. If we all want to live in peace, why do we have a world of violence and destruction? It is up to us to build a different world. How can we do it? December 2020, Creative Society, United We Can. 180 countries of the world, millions of people online, thousands of streaming platforms, 35 languages simultaneously translated. People have voiced today's reality and what they truly desire. And it is the creative society. All cultures have an image of the ideal world people want to live in. A world that prophets talked about. The time has come when we can make it real. How will we use this chance? Let's meet March 20, 2021, 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time. International online event of global scale. Creative Society, what the prophets dreamed of. This is the day the world will unite to find out the truth. Join the entire humanity and spread the message.